The Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. If I told you what I put them lads through, you wouldn't believe it. Hurling has to be the most difficult, eye-hurting sport I've ever witnessed. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been described as the bridesmaids of Hurling. Well, today we got married. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air, and then hit it. Both. Both of hard play. I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking pace. Hello and welcome to the Hurling Podcast. McDonald and O'Connor catch fire as Wexford hammer leash. That's the headline you went with for your article, Ben. I sense a bit of excitement in the writing. Yeah, well, I just thought that, you know, if those two guys are really playing well and scoring, we have a great chance. Well, that win of 531 to 123 over Leach sets up a Leinster semi-final versus Kilkenny in Crow Park this Saturday at 430 and will be played in front of 8,000 spectators. And we preview the game along with the other matches this weekend with Tom Dempsey. I have a yeah. very important yeah. job here. Very important job. Yeah? Yeah. The credit union, the Enscorty Credit Union, sponsored a competition for us there last week. Yeah. For a 100 euro voucher for my sport. And we got loads of entries. So sure. we just want you, Tom, to pick, pick a number between 1 and 43. And then we'll pick the winner from that. No bother, Ben. I was beginning to worry that you were going to get me to pick a name and I'd be forever not liked by 42 other people now. But uh, I think I'd have to. I'd have to. I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't pick number 13 because I, I wore it often enough for Wexford, Ben. Number 13. The winner is Samantha McDonald. So Tom will be down to your house tomorrow in his hog <laughs> out in his 96 gear tomorrow, Samantha. That'll be, a, that'll be a sight for Samantha, so it will, I'll tell you. <laughs> but I'll tell you, a 100 euro voucher will go down very nicely now, I'm sure, this time, coming into the summer and that. Jeez, it will. Absolutely. So, um, are, we, are we back favourites for the All-Ireland again after our dismantling of Leash? Yeah, sure. I, I don't think there could be any doubt about it now, Ben, at this stage. You know, it was, uh, it was a, a performance. You know... I suppose if you were to think about it, uh, in fairness to Wexford, there were a lot of positives came out of Saturday night. I know that the game itself, it wasn't a spectacle really, but I did think that our lads showed that there was a lot of crispness in what we were doing. We were very, very certain of what way we wanted to play. Uh, the likes of Rory O'Connor, you know, to see him, he was he, like, Rory will do that against any team in the country when he's hitting form. He'll put the ball over from the sideline or he'll finish goals like that. Conor McDonald, uh, you know, what a what a half volley. Like, I mean, it, it was a brilliant goal. And uh, I just think Lee Chin is in the form of his life as well. So from a forwards perspective, I think that we're kind of moving well, but we would want to move forward with caution. Uh, ben, I was baffled. I, I have to say you had Eddie Brown on last week, but I was baffled by the leash game plan, really, because what, what they seemed to do was they seemed to just sit back. First of all, they played against the wind and uh, I would have always had a belief that if you're underdogs going into a game you need to stay in touch as long as you can and they played against the wind uh, which really put them on the on the back foot and really you know the start wasn't going to be there and maybe to a certain extent it summed up the ambition of where they were going and that they were just trying to keep things manageable uh, and hope to maybe get the wind behind them in the second half but their, their game plan of basically I do believe that you could have almost had an armchair in our full back line in the first half because they played no man inside our 65 for very, very long spells. And it really was asking for trouble to let the likes of Sean Murphy, uh, you know, Gavin Bailey, uh, Liam Ryan have complete, uh, you know, the ball of their own. And, you know, if they're going to deliver a ball, then, you know, it's, it's very, very easily delivered in front of the Wexford player. The other thing about the leash game plan, which surprised me was that, they played nobody up front, so they had no, absolutely no um, kind of target man up there or target place to put the ball. So they played, tried to play a short game, which didn't seem to be that comfortable with them. But even when they came to the 40 or 50 of their own, uh, 
part of the pitch, they really had nowhere to go with it. And very often then the thing was turned over and Wexford really did look sharp or put the ball over the bar. So we have to be very, very careful in looking towards next weekend and putting any basis really on what happened last weekend, really, you know, because just leashed, it just weren't, I don't think they had a belief that they were going to challenge us. And I think they got a lot of things wrong, but we can only, we can only do what we can do uh, when, when it's put in front of us. The one thing that I noticed that, I mean, I, I think Leash played that deep and that defensive probably because it worked for Kilkenny against Wexford in the league where Kilkenny kind of let Wexford have the puck out and let them <clears throat> run at them. But Wexford ended up just running into Kilkenny and yeah. getting turned over. I think Leash tried that, but Wexford were a lot sharper. Uh, mm. Maybe that was because Leash weren't as physical in the challenge as Kilkenny were. But also we were very accurate from long distance. And I think that that's the key takeaway for me from it. Like if, if you have Sean Murphy and Kevin Foley and Rory O'Connor coming that back deep, getting the ball so deep and get getting the scores from distance, it's gonna ha- like if Kenny tries to sit back again, it's gonna drag him forward again. They're not gonna be allowed uh, to give us puck outs if we're gonna be scoring from distance like that. So that's that's kind of one of the positives I would take from it. Yeah, I, I think Kenny really, Gary, they're, they're such a different proposition because what they did that day, as you said, they kind of sat back for a while and they had that extra man. I mean, we're, we're, we're always talking about sweepers. and we're, I, don't have, like, I don't think Davey, like she mentioned, the word sweeper, it's the extra man or it's the whatever. It's the, the option to let the back go full out to the ball and know that somebody is waiting. We'll probably have a new name on it next year. The pundits are fantastic coming up with new angles on the things, you know, but... Uh, we have to be very careful with Parry Walsh because for me, he has absolutely perfected this role as well. And uh, we need to be looking further up the field, you know, as to how we're going to counteract the way he plays because he can, he can actually dictate a game. And even though Kilkenny were giving us kind of the, um, maybe the uh, kind of ball, we were also doing the same at the other end, which didn't seem to make sense. We nearly, everybody was nearly in the middle of the field that day with Wexford and it didn't make much sense. I really feel sorry for Mikey Dwyer because at one point, Mikey Dwyer, the ball was hit up, I think in, in the one five minutes, about three times, you had Paddy Deegan standing behind him, Hugh Lawler standing beside him and Parry Walsh with the ball. We didn't seem to be getting people forward a kind of a such. And I, you know, I, I felt sorry Mikey tried hard that day, but she was in an impossible situation. I think the real thing is if you're going to play that type of game and Kilkenny will be very good, but if Kilkenny are coming forward, they might give you a little bit of possession up, you know, on your pockets. When they're going forward, they generally have their three men in the full forward line and they just play that cross-field ball. So they will penetrate much more deeply than Leash. Leash seemed to kind of forget that when you do get the ball up there, that you have to actually have men overlapping. You have to follow. They never got anybody into that area of the pitch. Wexford, funny enough, to did the same against Kilkenny in the league. Now, whether Davy was shadow boxing a little bit or it was definitely a much different looking Wexford team on Saturday night, albeit against lesser opposition, uh, as far as sharpness, as far as motivation, as far as conditioning, Wexford looked to be in a very, very good place. But that day against Kilkenny, I'm not sure. They didn't. They didn't seem. Maybe they weren't. They weren't going full throttle. I don't know. It's it's a dangerous thing to do because you don't give Kilkenny any momentum. You don't give him any uh, encouragement. And really, with Cody, he just goes out to win every game. So. You know, I don't, th- I don't think you can really fool Brian Cody and Kilkenny, but certainly, uh, you know, I think we're in a much better place than we were that day we played Kilkenny. Yeah, were Leash that bad? I mean, they obviously got the tactics wrong, and but and, and they played so defensively with so many players in their own half, but they still weren't able to put a finger on Wexford. They they only gave away three sc- three frees were scored. There was, um, am I right in saying there was That's five right. 20, 28 from play? So only yeah. three, three frees scored from 5.31. I mean, they, they didn't even get close enough to foul Wexford. Yeah, I, I, I think it summed up. The, the problem was that they gave Wexford a free run in their own half, you know. So if you want to put pressure on a team, Gary, you have to press up. You have to go forward, put a bit of pressure on the full back line. But, I mean, you know, you've Mark Fanning, you've Liam Ryan, and he's 40 yards where there's no opposition in front of him. Like, it's 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 genie that that man just would, would eat you alive that way. So Leash's only option was to, to kind of push up. I think the other thing is that their conditioning wasn't anywhere near where Wexford's was, you know, and you, you're right, you're saying we scored 528 from play. We had 13 different scorers and we would want to be very, very careful in that we don't go into that game expecting next week 
the kind of same thing to happen because I'll tell you the first tackle will probably show us next week that Kilkenny are going to be almost insatiable, I'd say, because they don't like the fact that Wexford have had a reasonable success rate over them over the last couple of years in championship and they will be hitting us hard. But I, I don't think we're I don't think anybody is that foolish. I mean not to realise that Kilkenny are going to come with a completely... First of all, I mean, they're going to come possibly with a, a full forward line of Alan Murphy, possibly TJ at some points and Billy Ryan in there. You know, men that are able to win their own ball, they're going to be playing cross. So, we're, you know, there's going to be a lot of ball played in there. When I was up in Nolan Park that day, when they get the ball, they're, they're running from 25, 30 yards. And when they get the ball, they are running for goal. You know, it's very, very difficult. We were missing Kevin Foley the last day, but they went through us with a knees that could have had four or five goals in the league game. It's not going to be like that again. So I think the two things here is it's not going to be like last Saturday night for us, but it's not going to be like the league game for Kilkenny. There's going to this this could be a right battle. It could be a, a I'd say I, I'm expecting serious fireworks here because there's a lot to be gained here from both teams, you know, and and you know the the, the leash game, the one thing I would take from the leash game is that our guys they're hurling is sharp. They're on the ball at the moment. They're moving well uh, and they seem very, very fit and they know what they're about. So that, that's the only thing we take from the leash game. Don't, you know, we, we, we won't have it as easy. But I, I tell you, it did say enough to me to say that Wexford are not in a bad spot really for next weekend, but Kenny are not in a bad spot either, you know. And, and they'll have all their players back. Adrian Mullen is back playing well. Uh, you know, they, they're going to be wild. big Wally Walsh. I know he got a bit of an injury the last day. But, you know, they're, they're Paddy Deegan. And, and you know what, lads? There's absolutely no love lost between the two teams either. You know, and we've seen that over the last couple of years. There's there's not a huge liking for each other. So, you know, I'd see whoever's refereeing this Sunday, he'll, he'll, he'll be pretty. His yellow and his, his red card could be uh, well active in this game because this, this is going to be a tough, tough battle, I think. Hopefully there's no red cards as deciding factors. <laughs> yeah, I hope not, you know, and, and that's something as well, you know, we, we're going to have to keep our discipline because, you know, and, and Davey's done a good job, but Davey has to keep his discipline as well, you know. I mean, I don't know whether he's better situated in the stand that looked very comfortable and composed the other night. Now there wasn't too much pressure on with the instructions coming down to the field or whether he'd go back down on the sideline uh, uh, at the weekend. But certainly sometimes panic on the sideline can inspire, inspire panic on the field. Maybe like, you know, this thing about passion, I, you know, that God's great passion. Jesus, Gary, should we all have passion, uh, you know, and in Ferns, we had it in Ascomore, we had it in Buffers Alley. I mean, you know, I, I was I was in powder keg dressing rooms over the years in Buffers Alley. And, you know, if you want to see passion go in, I, I actually laughed one time, <laughs> Gary. Um, I was captain of the Buffers Alley team one year and by God, you had some big characters in that dressing room. You know, you had the Tony Dorns, the Whelans men that the toughest men that I've ever come across in my life and they, they, you know the dressing room was always a kind of a an air but they were a little bit worried because it was a bit easier going you know I wonder will this fella be alright but I remember it was county semi-final or something and there was an absolutely passionate talk given it could have been out or as usual we were playing and uh, everybody was there was a roar in the dressing room and I was leading them out and I put my hand on the handle of the door and it came off my hand. I locked the team into the dressing room. <laughs> so I, I always remember coming around with the handle in my hand looking at the lads and I said to myself there is a real danger of me going through um, this door. But my point is that we all have passion. You know, we all have the passion. But we need to control it uh, possibly a little bit more over the next uh, couple of weeks, kind of, you know. Yeah. TJ Reid is obviously the main man for Kilkenny. Who's One, that? TJ Reid, main man for Kilkenny. 118 in the league game. But you'd have to say Matt O'Hanlon has been, has man-marked him pretty much the last couple of years and done quite well I'd say do you think he'll get that job again he probably will but I, I tell you Ben looking at Kilkenny I, I was very impressed you know they say Kilkenny don't do tactics uh, I was very impressed the way they were moving guys in and out like the last day we played TJ one minute you'd look at TJ and he was playing full forward Um, one minute you'd look at him he was out wing forward then he was centre forward so if Matthew was going to pick him up it's going to be a matter of he's going to have to play almost every position in the field for me, Match has done a great job on TJ over the last number of years. But when TJ hits form, he's nigh on. Now, I know he's up around 33, 34 mark now, but he's nigh on unhandleable. And, you know, he's, he's, he's just, his hands are incredible. He even has a fair bit of pace still. And to be honest with you, free taking is just, I mean, we just cannot give away freeze anywhere 
inside their 70, really. You know, I, I mean, the, he just goes out and he puts them over the bar with, with consummate ease. So he, it, for me, and I don't know what you think, lads, but I'm looking at Henry, I'm looking at DJ, and I'm looking at TJ. Um, they're always talking about who's the best and whatever. But at the moment, I think TJ probably playing on slightly worse teams uh, you know, for Kenny, I think he, he actually, by the time he's finished hurling, he could get the nod there because he's just, he's done some incredible things. I, I think DJ is electric. Henry had different attributes in that he was an incredible leader, but TJ seems to have everything in one, doesn't he? You know, and, and really how we handle him is going to be vital next week. There's nothing he can't do. It's no, it's ridiculous. I think he's, on, a ho- on overall, he's definitely better than the two of them. Yeah, a complete yeah. hurler way kind of. Yeah, he's like such, you such know, a ball winner. I I often thought um, I I, sh- I, sh- I don't know whether I should you can cut this word out, but but DJ was orgasmic and that he could literally just lift the place in seconds. Whereas um, you know maybe Henry was more that he did he did a bit by bit over the years, but you know the the the, the bottom line um is that TJ can can add both to that. You know he he's just he's free taking. Like if you look at it. There's not, there's actually no movement whatsoever in difference in every free. And the ball goes like, a, you know, it goes at a certain height. He doesn't hit him high. He doesn't hit him low. He just hit him at a certain height. And, you know, he just, he's an absolutely fantastic player. There's no doubt about it. But he has, he has guys around him. I mean, Billy Ryan has been impressing me there and impressed me through the league. He's been injured over the last couple of years. You know, Alan Murphy who played with the Wexford Colleges, you know, he's a, a roaring Steeg man. He's a brother of Owens and he, he's a super player as well. And what I know about Kilkenny, that they're not a bit afraid to play the balls into the corner to these guys. And, you know, they are developing very, very good forwards at the moment. Maybe not at the level they were a few years ago, but certainly they are. I, I think I think where we have a slight advantage, if we can get ball to Rory O'Connor, Lee Chin, to Connor McDonald guys like that. We have forwards to burn any defence in the country as well. But I just hope that we play with a higher line than in the last time. That, you know, we, we just played so far away from the Kilkenny goal that we weren't really kind of, we weren't hurting them the last day. But I, I, I think that possibly Davey will play the lads closer to goal. As I say, I hope maybe he wasn't giving too much away the last time. Rory O'Connor is, is going to be our key man up front, most likely. Yeah. And last... Saturday, he played very deep. Now, it worked. He, he played almost like a centre-back for a while, and then he moved up yeah. in the forwards, and he scored, then he moved back again. But in the league game, Kilkenny put uh, Connor Brown to follow Connor him Brown, around yeah. after about yeah. 20 minutes, and that kind of quietened him down a lot. Mm. What like I, I have I, to I guess that that's going to happen again? That That's going to happen again, but I think in fairness to Rory that day as well, we, we were so off the mark that day, Ben, it wasn't funny. I think I think Rory suffered as a result of that. But when the game was in the melting pot, and it was only in the melting pot for the first 10, 12 minutes that day, I think Rory had three from play in yeah. the first 10 minutes that day, you know. And I think the one great thing that Rory has, he he's he's unerringly accurate, you know, and he, he's just so effortless that when he puts the ball over the bar. So he can do that from 70, 80, 90 yards. But again, the big thing is that if he stands maybe too close to goal the whole time, it's very it's easier tracking. So kind of the way he was working the other day is probably what we will see against Kilkenny, um, where he's out one minute and then he's in finishing the Lee Chin pass for the goal, kind of as such. But I think Lee Chin is also running very, very nicely at the fences at the moment as well. So he's going to be a big problem for Kilkenny. So I think the problem areas probably for both teams will be in defence. And uh, again, Rory, for the last 15 minutes against Clare, he just stayed inside. He um, He... Destroyed Clare really in the last, you know, but the, the only difference here is Clare hadn't a sweeper for the last 15 minutes in the league and Parig Walsh will be in front of him. But, you know, he he will, he will, he, he he just, I think he's a free spirit sometimes. I think you just need to say to Rory, just get out there and hurt Rory and see where you think the, the best opportunities are right. But he will, he, he just needs to maybe be a little bit careful of the foul himself, you know, the the guy, because he's a, he's a fiery character himself. And I guarantee you, Kilkenny will be testing that fairly strongly pretty early on Sunday as well, on Saturday, I should say, as well. Yeah, you actually, you just mentioned it there about having, you know, having the big guns for Wexford firing. And we we spoke about it with Ed Rousham and Peter Marna a couple of episodes back as well. I think having Rory O'Connor, Connor McDonald, Lee Chin and Paul Morris all on form, like they, they, they never played all four together during the league, I don't think, or at least not for very long. 
And look, I know again it was Leash that weren't up to much at the weekend, but you've got one seven from Rory, two four from Connor McDonald, one two from Lee Chin, and five points from Paul Morris. Like having having four guys with the ability that they have in that form, it, it's just it's great going into it. Gary, you've hit the nail in the head, and and again. I, I would temper everything, you know, let's be fair. We didn't see anything from Leash that we're going to see from Kilkenny, really. You know, it's going to be a totally different game. But hurling and form and kind of motivation and intensity is not is not a switch. It's not something that you can turn off this week and turn on next week. And that's where you've made a very valid point. And that's why I'm more hopeful for Wexford than possibly earlier, maybe three or four weeks ago. But it just seems that the boys, albeit maybe the opposition wasn't as strong, but they really are on form. And it does Rory no harm to be coming in with 1-7 from play. Connor coming in with two goals, you know, two fabulous goals uh, and, and a few points. And Lee Chin, in fairness to Lee Chin and, and Rory, they've been just outstanding during the league. You know, they've been probably our best players. So And Paul has just come back at the right time from injury. He's popping the ball over the bar. And you know, Mikey Dwyer, you know, if those boys are motoring, that'll give him the uh, uh, bit of room. And I thought he showed some nice touches the other night as well depending on what team is picked. So it really is one of the times that all our forwards seem to be packing a punch and be at the top of their confidence at the one time. So that is a big benefit for us at the weekend. I, th- I think as well, lads, that Kilkenny are not as settled as the Kilkenny's of old. You know, they're they're trying to find, you know, they've lost a lot of players over the last number of years. So they're trying to find a bit of form. And for the first time ever, our forwards possibly are more uh, seasoned than the Kilkenny forwards, you know, that's not to say that, you know, the likes of if Walter Walsh is playing or Alan Murphy or Billy Ryan or TJ, that they, that, you know, John Donnan, they, they have the forwards as well. But I just think we actually hold it, if we can get it right, a little bit stronger. It depends on how the two defences hold up. It really does. And how our full back line right across, Liam Ryan's one of the best full backs in the country, but right across how our full back line holds up against their full forward line. We're going to have a, a Tom Dempsey quadruple bet for the weekend now. <laughs> Jesus, hey, I hope they don't go on that then now, I'll tell you the truth, yeah, yeah, so it's the Wexford Kilkenny one first, I presume, is it? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, I love to see the teams before I, I make the call, um, my heart, my heart as always will tip Wexford, you know, and, and I'll always feel we'll have a chance, but no better men, I mean, Kilkenny have raked my head on many <laughs> occasions and they, they're well capable of, of doing it again, Um. I think it's going to be very, very tight, but I just think that there's something telling me while we need to have caution about what happened last Saturday night, that we just might be in a good place and we might just nip this one by a point or two. I do think, you know, that we can do that. And, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm totally wrong on that. I think we have a bit of a bench as well. You know, we didn't see the Joe Connors, the Connell Floods, fellas like that, that, you know, that we'd seen earlier on the year starting the other day. And I think they have a role to play as well. Um, and you know, I just think that you know, there's one other kind of kicker as well. I know Lee Chin had a bit of an injury last weekend, and I just hope he's at full fitness because he really is our, our I suppose, our, our modern day uh kind of talisman, really. You know, he's he's the guy that that inspires, really. And I think that that'll be important, Lee. But I, we might get it by a point or two. But you know, a funny thing, I'd, I'd much prefer going into this game if there were supporters at it and not just for atmosphere or whatever, but I do believe that when Wexford get a bit of momentum against Kilkenny, I know people say it should have nothing to do with it and whatever, but it does carry them a bit as well. You know, Wexford are a team that feed off their support a little bit. And uh, that's going to be a little bit of a loss from our point of view, because I was just saying, you know, I, I, I only think in there, Ben and Gary, that Jesus, if, if this was Port Leash packed, maybe what, 25,000 people to capacity, this would be some occasion at the weekend. And and uh, I think that atmosphere, it, it, it feeds into what Wexford do sometimes. No, I, I definitely agree with that. I think Wexford kind of, the, the, they always have been a team to, to rise to the support and the support is so great as well. Like you've seen some of the, the big day, days down in Wexford Park, what, what the support can do to, to, you know, just kick on the team for that, maybe the last 10 minutes or something. So, Unfortunately, there will only be 200 out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's the it's it really is a bit of a killer now, to be honest with you. You know, it's it's uh, you know, it's will you, it's, will I, you I, be there yourself? 
I, I don't know. Um, uh, Mr. Spratt wasn't able to secure a ticket for me for last weekend, so I, I don't. I think I could be in a. I could be under pressure again this weekend, Gary. <laughs> Gary, but uh, no, I, I'd be trying me damnedest now. I think we're Cardi Gale members and that, so I'm, Sinead is anyway the wife, so I'll put myself in for the draw on that. But I'll, I'll, I'll be trying to, to to pull one somewhere. But I, I, there's no real guarantees. I had to sit on the couch for uh, Saturday night's game against Leash, so. You know, I ah no, I, I I look at it. It is what it is, you know, and I think it's live on television as well. Although it's on Sky Sports, is it? I think it's on Sky Sports, yeah. Yeah, which which again, I know it's another little bone of contention. But Jeepers, the the biggest and maybe maybe the only really huge match, you know, that we well I won't say that because we we'll have another one anyway, no matter what happens. But the Wexford Kenny match should be made available to every supporting man, whether you know he has access to Sky television or whether he hasn't like, you know, it's, we won't go into that one as we talk about that again sometime again, but <laughs> you know, I just, I just honestly think that, um, you know, the, the GA, they have, they do like, you know, we're supposed to be the, the, the working man's association and everything as far as the, the, the GA person, they have a responsibility. And as far as I'm concerned, they're not living up to that on providing this for everybody next week. Anyone, that's not able to make, attend the game. That's a Wexford supporter, and we've proven we've 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 turned the turnstiles for them a good many times and, and made plenty of money. We should be well in to see this game. There should be nobody struggling to see this game at the weekend. But that's that's the way life has gone. It was great to see Connor Mack getting two four again. Like I'd say, he hadn't hadn't quite played as well as he would have liked in the last year or so. Yeah, I, I I do agree, Ben, to a certain extent, but I'm a big, big purveyor. I I, I would love to play in the modern game. People say, Ginny, I, I'd have been with 30, 30-inch 30 legs. I wouldn't have survived in the modern game. But the ball is played to the forward. Now, I remember when I was playing myself, you were sent in corner forward to play on Martin Hanemi or John Henderson, and you were left there, and you either, either got the better of or you didn't. Or in your case, Gary, I remember going in on, on John Hatchet Butler when I was 16 years of age. <laughs> Uh, to play against Ascomore and Lord, Lord of Mercy and Tom Rath was fullback, so they were tough. But you were never given the option to come out of kind of as such, you know. And, and you know, I, I just think that that at the at the moment Connor is suffering from the point of view. I think he's the best stand-up full forward in the country at the moment. He has risked the burn, but he's very often put into positions where maybe he's you know wing forward out the field where he's not able to do what he's best at, and that's finishing are laying off the ball, a kind of switch. I mean, against Antrim, and again, I know I want to second guess the tactics that we're playing, but against Antrim, we had Antrim at sixes and sevens in the first 10, 12 minutes. We had scored two goals. The second goal we scored, Paul Morris scored it, and I counted four men, four Wexford men inside the uh, 21. And, you know, we had him going, all of a sudden we brought Connor out to wing forward or centre forward. And I just, I don't get this. Like, you know, I think that Connor has been a little bit of a victim of the way we've played over the last while. And, uh, you know, any kind of lack in form or any kind of depreciation in form maybe has been detected. But I suppose you have to sacrifice your game. But I think he has had to sacrifice his game for the way the Wexford have played. It's fair play to him for doing that. You know, he believes in yeah, the system. He, he does. And I, and I was looking up and, and again, I, I'd be paying particular attention to forwards, obviously. But I looked up at Mikey Dwyer in the league match and he was striding manfully with three aggressive, big Paddy Deegans, as I say, Hugh Lawlers, Parry Walsh, who would eat, a, you know, if you're on him on your own, they nearly eat you for their supper, the laundry. But Mikey was really pushing her. And I think that that maybe we can we can call out players that are playing. Paul Morris is another player that's had to play up there, maybe at times one against three. And maybe we're not affording him the credit they deserve for that because it's not easy. You know, it's not... It's not as easy as me, maybe in, in, in my time standing beside a Billy Bourne or a Jimmy Houlihan. Ball comes down to them, they'll either catch it or they'll break off the mic come in. Like, you know, it, in, in some cases, Paul or Mikey or Connor, they have to win it, they have to turn it, they have to beat two men and they have to score it. And, and that's not an easy job. I'm not saying that's not the right tactic. I'm just saying that we need to be kinder. And I hear people in the crowd and that and they're going to town and that's but they, they have to understand what's expected of these fellas and sometimes they're not going to come out with two three playing under that system well, in fairness yeah. to Connor he has he has done that a few times now fairness. absolutely yeah well he has yeah yeah and he's he's a super player he's I mean cheapers he's like that goal last week Ben sure yeah you know he's he, he, that's the kind of genius the man has really you know and and 
he just does, he kind of, when you, if he's going to pick it, sometimes you expect him to pick it and not pull on it. And he'll do the opposite, but just, and even to see a ground stroke hitting the net, it's, 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 it's so refreshing at the moment, really, you know, and I, I just think, I think he's a brilliant player. I think he's served Wexford very well in what he's done and done a great job and a great score. And then in doing the job that he's asked to do, which may not be spectacular. And you really, you know, the naked eye sometimes doesn't give you the credit for what you're doing. I think, I think he's, he's, a, he's a splendid player now, I have to say. Agree here right. anyway? Yeah. Of course, you're Gory District Man Legend. Of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that catch in the <clears throat> semi-final last year against Erlert. If you remember that, where he had two men on him, he turned around and caught it in the back. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what then... You know, the likes of Connor, they do get special attention and they can have a referee on a day that, you know, Connor will give it back very easily as well, you know, but referees have to make a call with Connor a lot of the time because there is a lot of pulling and dragging and it can be going on both sides. So they do get special attention up there, you know, a lot of those forwards do as well, kind of such, you know. And maybe that's why Davy lets him out a little bit, just to give him a little bit of freedom that he's not kind of under that pressure the whole time. But me, I'd like to play more direct ball down on Connor in front of the goal, and I think I think we've seen a lot of goals come from that that tactic. Really, I think now this is my, my opinion is that it's to keep the opposition guessing, as in they don't yeah. know who's going to be in there or who they're going to have to mark. Yeah, if I was if I was playing against them, if I was over to Kenny on Sunday, I'd rather I'd rather be guessing with him out wing forward than standing full forward. <laughs> you know, that's the that's the only thing I'd say. You know. Which, which I, I will never be manager at Kenny or probably uh, definitely never asked to be manager at Kenny, but if I was, Ben. <laughs> now we, we'll move on to uh, <laughs> move on to the game yesterday. I think Clare v Waterford. The big, yeah. big contentious point is is the penalty. What did you think it was a penalty? It was very very hard to call. Um, uh, you know, I thought the fact that I was listening to the pundits talking about it and I wasn't any the wiser of whether it was or it wasn't after listening to them, really. You know, uh, for me, I think by the rule, the, the referee seemed to give it an advantage out the field where the goal scoring opportunity didn't seem to be on. So from that, for me, it was a 21. I, I, I didn't think it was a penalty because my opinion is that it has to be a very, very open goal scoring uh, opportunity before you give the penalty. I think... When he gave the free first or the advantage, again, maybe he should have given the free that time. But for me, I, I probably wouldn't have given the penalty and I wouldn't have given the other card on it. Uh, I don't know what you would have thought about it now. I, I, again, I don't really agree with what they're doing on this anyway. I, I don't know whether there was a huge necessity to do this. but I, I, I agree with the rule for the penalty if you're taken down. Um, for, if you've got a goal scoring opportunity and you're taken down because... It's a, you had a chance for a goal and the defender didn't want you to get it, so he dragged you down and you, you get your point. But now it's a penalty where you still have your chance for the goal. I'm not sure about the sin bin. I mean, initially I, th- I thought, no, that's not a penalty. Uh, then the rule was clarified on the Sunday game that uh, a striking action um, with, the, with the hurl inside the 21 in a goal storing opportunity and looking at the replay, he there was a striking action from the hurl, careless use of the hurl. Um, and was it a goal-scoring opportunity? It was, I think, because he, he got the goal-scoring opportunity. Well, suppose, he, yeah. he ended up getting his shot off. Now, wh- where the rule doesn't make sense is that if Aaron Shanahan had a scored, then it's a goal. The player doesn't get a sin bin. But yeah. instead he missed the sin bin. The player gets sin bin and it's a penalty and it's a goal. So... Yeah. I, I, ju- I, just, I just think that the, the initial... I suppose um, uh, offence was when he wasn't really like I mean there are fellas uh, like could get the ball like you when you were playing around the middle of the field Gary you could get the ball in the half forward line and I might say well this is not a goal scoring opportunity but you <laughs> you'll go the whole way to the net with it and bury it then so that proved me wrong but I think where he got it first if the foul had been committed outside that kind of a, a, a feeling that it was a goal scoring opportunity and I, I to be honest with you I know I'm I'm flying in the in the face of everyone. I wouldn't have brought in the rule at all. I wouldn't have brought. I know there's cynicism there, but we've been a hundred years hurling uh, with that type of cynicism, and we've just had to get on with it, kind of as such. You know, um, I think I would be more inclined, maybe given the advantage rule or whatever, and just leave leave the thing the way it was. But I definitely wouldn't have. I wouldn't have put the sin bin in in, in play 
I, I, I can I can live with the first rule, but it also, if you think about it, the referees have a huge responsibility now, and it's putting everything at their discretion, and it's not yeah. easy in in that speed. In big games in Crow Park, maybe they should have, uh, uh, like, and they would have had cameras there yesterday, go to VAR or somebody and let somebody else make that decision very quickly if it's a penalty or not penalty. That's the only decision to go up. But it's very hard for a referee to get that one right. And I can guarantee it is that when our Ladies Island Junior B team are playing the Fintons Junior B team, there's going to be plenty of arguments and rows about that, you know, in, in, in the overall, I think. You know, I'm, you know, it's where we don't have maybe the quality of linesmen, umpires, you know, you mightn't even have umpires and things like that, you know, but it's just my own opinion. I, I, I don't agree totally in the messing with the rules of the game at all, to be honest, which I think it's service okay for long enough. Maybe a little, I, the, the one thing I would be more heavily on and in putting is when a fella hits the ball and somebody pulls down on his knuckles or whatever. I think that's where you should be getting your red card or whatever, but I, I'm just not sure that that constant stuff, you know, and, and just, just on that, Gary, I hope I'm not going on about it, but we're, we're blaming referees a lot as well about all the frees that are in the game. A free is a free, you know. Don't look, Cusack was saying the other night, there's no clearly defined tackle. I mean, we've been tackling for, again, 140 years, like, you know, and, and we know what a free is. I know what a free is anyway. And I think that the way the game has changed has been to do with the way the game is coached, not the way the game has been refereed. We're coaching people, and obviously, you know, the Wexford senior hurling team, I'm not giving out about it, but they're being coached short ball, don't lose possession, all club teams, pick out a man, play the sweeper, you know, all that stuff is, that's the, the product we're getting now is a result of coaching, more so than what we're doing with the rules or refereeing. The rules are not going to change. Change that, I think. Is it really harsh to say you now that uh, considering how Aaron Shanahan was finishing during the game, that no matter where he was, it wasn't a goal-scoring opportunity? <laughs> well, and a and to be honest, which I suppose opportunities the world because he didn't finish the one that he got the penalty for either. But I have to say this: um, I he was very him, effective. Ah, oh, I uh, Ben, I watched him down in um, at very close quarters. The man is huge, and I think statistically last year in the championship he won more aerial ball than any other player in the country. And this guy, he may not have taken these opportunities, but I'll tell you, this guy is going to play a major role in the championship this year. And I think Tipperary will have a problem with him now. I really do, because he's a super player. And the likes of, you know, it was, great. It was a, a real brainwave of loans yesterday. To, you know, and that's the good thing. He just left Tony Kelly inside more or less the whole first half. And he, he went to town, you know. He's playing Tony Kelly in a different way, but it takes some pressure off a marked man if you have the likes of Shanahan going up for the ball beside you. You know, and uh, I just, I just think he's, he's a special bit of talent, Shannon or myself now. You know, is he should, like looking at it? He should have got man of the match if he took, if he took his chances. He would have been the best player in the field. Yeah, yeah. But you have days like that, Ben. Oh, I've the, had some. I've had some myself. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. no, no, I agree with you. If he'd taken his chance, he could have been the man of the match. But I'll tell you, he'll, he'll, he'll pick up one or two man of the match awards over the next while. I think you know he's. Uh, He's very hard to handle, and Wexford found him very, very. He was he was possibly the man to match down in in the league game down in um, down in Ennis this year, and uh, you know he uh, he created like if you were to think about it, it seemed to be just the malaise the player had yesterday that they missed so many chances. I mean, you know what, at twenty three or four wides, like you know they should have had the game won. So it wasn't just Aaron Channer who was missing chances. They were it seemed to be actually ingrained in the team yesterday, but. I tell you, they're not a bad side, but and, and just in another point, I don't know what you think, lads, but why is there such shock that they beat Waterford yesterday? You know, I, I would have never made Waterford favourites going into the game yesterday because the number one were without, I think they had the eight of last year's All-Ireland starting team. Eight, were, eight starting, yeah. Eight starting, like, and <clears> Gary, <throat> you take it, like, you take um, Connor Prunty, your full-back and your captain out, you take Ty De Burka, your centre-back, your sweeper, and possibly... Waterford's best hurler over the last number of years out. You take Jamie Barron, who's a current all-star from midfield out, and then you take another few players, their goalkeeper has gone. I, I don't think it was as big a shock. Like I think we're being a bit hard in Waterford because they don't have the resources that maybe a, a Galway, Limerick or Tipperary have at the moment. And uh, it, for me, it wasn't a shock at all yesterday that that they, um, that you know, and I, I hear um, the famous Eamon Sweeney, who's able to, when you're when you're down, he'll burst you open, and he's saying that they're not contenders anymore. But if they get Connor Prunty back and they get Jamie Byrne back, they will, you know. And 
any team, Kilkenny or Wexford, if we're going into a losers group, Waterford won't be an, an easy opposition. But I just think that, in fairness to Liam Cady, did a great job last year and they were decimated. I mean, I, I put it to you this way take, for example, take uh, Kevin uh, or Liam Ryan, take Lee Chin and maybe Rory O'Connor out of our team for next Saturday evening. Uh, you know, your confidence wouldn't be at a very high level going into it, would it? No, absolutely not. I, I would I would say, like, I don't know, like, I think people thought Clare probably weren't as good because they were in our side of the group. And I don't think, I, I think a lot of Harlem people around the country don't rate Leinster as much. And you know the way the, yeah. way the, the league was, you had Galway from Leinster in the other side who are now, for some reason, the second best team. Limerick's only challengers, as people are saying. Yeah. Um, and you had Claire then in in the in the Leinster side of it. I I, I, I don't know. Yeah, no. For, I, 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 to be honest with you, you know, and I had this before. It, it absolutely turns me stomach when people don't rate Leinster because Leinster, to a certain extent, we we've and and this is in no way condescending to say Antrim and West and Leash. You know that this is what Leinster has taken those two teams in. They have the added problem of. Uh, relegation so the relegations on our side of it as well which is you know they're trying to balance the thing but our top four teams in Leinster I mean Kilkenny don't let anyone in Munster argue with Kilkenny I mean you know they, they were given out about how poor Wexford were in the early 2008 7 6 until Watford happened to come across in the Munster Munster team in all Ireland final and Kilkenny were doing that to everybody Galway for me are this marginally and only marginally the second best team in the country Wexford, we're hoping, will, you know, if Wexford were to play uh, Clare or to play Watford in the morning, there probably would be nothing between the two teams. And I think Dublin, Dublin are beginning to gather a little bit of a momentum in fairness to them, you know. And I think it'll be a bit tougher with Galway. Galway are a fine team, but it's going to be a bit tougher. I do see Galway could win that game, but will win that game. But it's going to be tougher than the think. And Dublin have a lot of good hurlers as well, kind of. So I, I don't like this kind of, there's a bit of a condescending view of, of, of Leinster teams, which... A kind of, a, I feel a, a, the same. I I feel yeah. the same. I, I think it's because over in Munster, it's all thought to be this free flowing, yeah. lovely hurling game, and maybe yeah. Leinster scores aren't as high. But I don't know. I was on a podcast there recently. Gary Switzerland's for GA run with John Myler. John is a great. He's a great manager, you know, and, and a great Wexford man. He performed for Cork. We we were arguing about this, you know, and. I, we were kind of, you know, Munster is a, is a minefield and Munster is this and Munster is that. And I, just my point last year in Munster was that Limerick, now I'm not saying to do it this year, but they cruised through Munster last year. They hammered Clare. Um, they beat Watford twice. Um, you know, they, 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 they had a few debatable decisions against them, against Tipperary down in Parky Keeve, and still comfortably beat Tipperary. Like, you know, so this thing about a minefield, Last year didn't show me a minefield in Munster. It showed me one team was clearly much better than the rest of them. Like you know, I know yeah. every game is tough enough down in Munster, but you know the, the Galway Galway are clearly the second best team in the country at the moment. It's not a Munster team that are the second best team in the country at the moment for for going on championships. So I do agree. Like I mean, you know, there is an easier end to the championship, but in Leinster because we we do take in the Christie Ring every year and and that. But you know, the 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 the, the, the All Ireland champions are. are as likely to come out of of, of Leinster as Munster this year, you know. Yeah, and do do you think Galway are, are that far ahead of Kilkenny? I, t- I even though Kilkenny beat him in the Leinster final, I think. And don't get me wrong, I think Kilkenny are doing very well rebuilding. And you, like we're talking about Kilkenny, I think they won the national league today two years ago. They were in the All Ireland final two years ago, and you know they were nine points up in the All Ireland semi final last year. So. You cannot disregard Kilkenny's chances. I think they're in a slight period of transition at the moment. You know, I mean, you, you can't lose Tommy Walsh and uh, Henry Shefflin and those guys all at once and keep the same momentum, really. But I just think Galway are a level above. If they Dublin could cause them as many problems as anyone, but I just think uh, that they're a level above Galway and Limerick are a level above anything in the country at the moment, unless we see a surprise result. Obviously, I'm, I'm in the hope that Wexford are going to be Kilkenny. And I think Galway kind of have Wexford's number a little bit, but I'm in the hope that Dublin could be Galway's bogey team because they they did yeah. number on them in 2019 when like Galway were as good as out of the round robin stage of Leinster, and next thing they get beaten by Dublin. 
So I'm living in hope we'll, there. <laughs> we're living in hope, and we, I tell you, we'll never forget that night, Gary, in Extra Park. Where Certainly won't. We, we were waiting, we were waiting, and then this result came true that Galway were beaten by Dublin. It was amazing. I think Galway, uh, they've a good manager. I think they've found a bigger resolve. I mean, you know, they've the Brian Cannons, the Connor Whelans, the Joe Cannings, the Carl uh, Mannions. You know, that's their forward. They're there. They've, they've even this Evan, Evan Nyland. I've been looking at him there. The only thing that Galway do sometimes is out of the blue, they'll come with a performance that's not good, you know, that's very, very poor. And I think that's the only thing could catch them. But other than that, I don't see them tripping up in Leinster this year. You know, I just think that they're uh, they're a team with a, with a mission. And bear in mind, it went into injury time last year with Limerick and Galway were level with them. You know, it was only then that Limerick pulled away from them. I do believe, I do believe that Limerick are the best team in the country and Again, if you were to ask me to put money or if I got a free fiver to bet now at the moment, I'd still put money on Limerick to win it because I just think they've they really have matured. They have a fantastic team. They're physically very, very strong. But I tell you this, a Galway Limerick All Ireland final would be worth the admission money for me. You know, that's probably taken four steps ahead now when we should be only taking one, but that's where I would look at. So you don't uh, give Dublin a chance after their I, 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 a bit like, bit like Gary uh, Ben at Dublin. I was watching Dublin last weekend, and and they were deplorable. I thought in the first half down in Wexford Park against Wexford in the league. I mean, but they were obviously. I mean, it shows the difference between league and championship. And I'd say no team more than Antrim appreciate the difference that league and championship is after last weekend. But Dublin, Dublin are a fine team. You know the, the Danny Sutcliffe's. They, you know, the 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 they're, they're, the Owen O'Donnell is probably. I would say probably the best fullback in the country at the moment. You know, he, he's a serious player at the moment. I think they've uncovered Well, he's, he's there for a while, but Ronan Hayes full forward. He's a little bit like Aaron Shanahan down in, in, in Clare. I mean, he's a huge ball winner and he's thrown the ball around. So Dublin have the wherewithal to cause problems for Galway. But I just think that if Galway have this walk the walk attitude that they are a team that should be, you know, one of the main contenders for the All-Ireland, these are games that they have to win, but it may be a little bit tighter and closer than we think. And Dublin, Dublin are going to be no pushover. I, I think we're going to have two very good Leinster semi-finals next weekend. Breaking news: uh, It won't be for people listening to the podcast uh, tomorrow. Uh, but Leinster GA are delo- delighted to announce the senior hurling semi-finals this Saturday will now take place in Crow Park. Eight thousand spectators spectators will watch Dublin v Galway and Kilkenny v Wexford. That's brilliant. Is is are they are they all together then? Two games, Crow Park, on yeah, Saturday. I wonder, I wonder. I wonder are they are they separate though? Will will they allow in eight to each of them now? I would say eight thousand overall. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's that's my thinking on it. Um, and yeah. but the ticketing details and relevant information will be confirmed tomorrow, which will be today for our podcast listeners. Gary. I have to go now. <laughs> Try and get my name in. My chance will be some job getting tickets for that, won't it? Well, you know what? I have to That's say, a big Gary, decision. Yeah, and you know what? It is a big decision. It's a brave decision. And, and you know, we fully appreciate that we need to be very, very careful because this thing is not going away. But you know what? It's the best bit of news we've had for a long time, you know? And I, I really look forward to that because I, I, this year, more so than last year even, I was missing the, um, you know, the crowd at a match. Hurling needs crowds. Hurling needs the clash of the ash, the good catch, the the fella bearing down and goal. You need that atmosphere. And uh, even 8,000 or 4,000 or 8,000 or whatever they're going to put into Crow Park, that will help that situation. And and no, I'm delighted to hear that now, to be honest, which is the biggest problem now is getting the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to go back to Mr. Spratt again now and see what he says. Do you need to make a phone call, Tom? <laughs> need to make, I need to make a couple of phone calls now, I'll tell you the truth. But uh, look, do you know what? As long as the people, as long as there are people there and you know, it, it'll be a great boost for people in Wexford, really, you know, but God only knows how they're going to distribute, they, they distribute those tickets now, Gary. I'd say uh, you'd love to be you'd love to be in the GA office in Wexford now over the next three or four days. Yeah. <laughs> but thank God, it, it's it's great. I'm delighted to hear that now. Now, I know the two of you were talking about how much you hated earlier, but there are two Munster Hurling semifinals <laughs> on as well. And you'll, you'll give us a bad name. We, we didn't say we hated Munster. We, we hated the condescending uh, approach to Leinster that they took. But have to say, there's the, the Munster Championship is always a, a, a great um, great spectacle as well. And we, I, I'm sure I speak from Gary when I say how much we admire our Munster counterparts as well, Gary, don't we? Don't Absolutely. We, Absolutely. <laughs> so by the sounds of it, Tom, you reckon that 
Limerick are going to steamroll Cork? I wouldn't think they'll steamroll Cork, but again, we saw a bit of shadow boxing. I think that the Cork defence still isn't the finished product. I mean, they have forwards that you would die for, but I just think that Limerick, you know, Limerick were so long in the doldrums, Ben, and a bit like ourselves, they now are in the ascendancy. You know, they're all Ireland champions. They're, you know, they're, things are moving very, very well for them. And I just think that, 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 that it's going to take a good team to physically dominate Limerick at the moment. And, and they're playing with the confidence of champions. And I was very impressed with them last year. They had an indifferent league campaign. And I suppose they're having a little bit of a, you know, John Kiley is not impressed because I'd say deep down, he's kind of, they, they know the physical way they're, they're approaching the game people are giving out and the referees are blowing freeze and things like that and really you know he would probably point to the fact that well I'll point to the fact that Kilkenny's dominance was was mixed with brilliance but it was teak tough hurling as well and playing on the line for maybe 15 years there under Brian Cody and winning championships now Limerick are being kind of pulled back a little bit on it and saying that you know that they're a very physical team so I think that this Limerick team Cork have the ability on their day to upset anyone. But regardless of the result this weekend, I still think Limerick will win the All-Ireland. But I still think Limerick will have their sights set on going the, the, the very, very, very uh, direct route as well, Ben. They're looking good last weekend against Tipperary. Like, it's hard to know where to, where to put Tipperary, what state are they in. How do you think that one will go? It'll be interesting. You know, I, I think the Tipperary, they're starting to adapt to, I mean, they had, an absolutely brilliant under 20 team last year, you know, they were or two years ago now. And I think they need to probably funnel more players into the to the Tipperary squad. The Porig Mars, those guys, you know, they've they've been around the block a few times now and, and maybe the legs are getting a little bit more tired. Brendan Mars and that. I could see a shock here. I could see a shock here in that Tipperary. I mean, I don't see Tipperary as a contender to Limerick or Galway at the moment, which believe that. And even though people will always say that Tipperary you know, they're, they're always contenders, but I would see two clear-cut favourites for the All-Ireland this year, and Tipperary are not one of them, so this is going to be a tight one, and I, you know, I think I think the game yesterday will be a big benefit, albeit it was a weakened uh, Watford team, but I could see Clare, you know, they have a, a thing about Tipperary, and we could see a shock there. Tidy up there, shooting. Yeah, yeah. Like, Clare. Clare, 22 wides, I think. Some of the yeah. shooting was ridiculous. Mm. But their their physicality in defence was most impressive. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know John Conlon had a serious game, but I was amazed how it, it appeared to me that the Waterford players were almost picking up. Where is he? There he is. I poked the ball to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 it's funny, I was only thinking about this as well. Um, you know, John Conlon, he was, he was a brilliant full forward in All-Star. It was it three years ago, you know? But I often think, and this, this will be contentious enough to say, but sometimes it's easier for a forward to adapt to a, a defensive position like centre-back than it is to a defender to adapt to a forward position, you know. And, uh, you know, John, he, he's a very good hurler. He's a very good sense of reading. And he would be looking at the way the ball would be coming in as a full forward over the last five. So it's not fully surprising me that he's doing very, very well. I mean, some of the balls uh, that he picked out, I mean, he picked out Shanahan with one ball. Yeah. And it was just incredible. I think it was, was that the one for the penalty? He picked him out for that as well, I think, didn't he? Think so, but yeah. he's, he's distribution of the ball, and he's a big, strong man. I, I, I remember really enjoying down in Parky Keeve and any time they met the, the, the physical battle with himself and Liam Ryan, you know, two colossuses. Like, you know, they were fabulous players. And I just thought that this Conlon man, he is a, he's an exceptional hurler. He's a bit like Ian Rush or Liam Rush. Ian Rush, I'm, I'm a Liverpool fanatic as well. But Liam Rush, <laughs> He's a little bit like Rush, you know, you could play him full forward, but you could also affect the game. And I think he plays there with his club. But I think it's been a, a pretty well a master stroke because, you know, Shanahan is filling that role up full forward. And if you've Tony Kelly up there, I think Conlon, he you you are right, but he must be reading the play very well. I, I just think I just think without the players that Watford have with the tight debarkus and that, they probably weren't at the level that they should have been at. And that was probably the reason they were under more pressure, I'd say, um uh, Ben, you know, but Tipperary will play a different game now than Waterford. Waterford are very much a running game, and yeah. you know, trying off the shoulder and stuff. I'd say Tipperary won't, won't they won't run at them as much. But uh, on <laughs> on Conlon, Ben, you he caught some great balls as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Well, I tell you, you're right. I think you're right there, Gary, as well. That 
I think this would be a really good game with Tipperary because Clare have no worry about playing the long ball themselves. You know, I I, I actually like the style of play that Clare are employing. Right, they'll throw the ball around in defence. But Tony Kelly will go for a point from 80 yards. Uh, they'll hit a ball from their own half-back line to the full forward to see where he catch it. And Tipperary are a bit like that as well. You know, Shamie Callan, their thing will be to get the ball in to John McGrath, Shamie Callahan. Well, John might be centre-forward, but Shamie Callan, those boys inside. And I think this could be a little bit of a, a throwback to the uh, to the traditional type hurling where, you know, the ball will be moved up the field a little bit quicker and it'll be more of a 15-on-15 type game bar Tony Kelly would probably go anywhere he wants to go. So I think I think the Tipperary Clare game could be a very, very good game next weekend. Where is that? That's probably Limerick, is it, that game? Yeah, in the Gaelic grounds, I think. In the Gaelic grounds, yeah. But I think, I think we'll see a really good game with the two boys. Whereas, you know, the other side of it, Cork, they play very much a shorter game, so it'll be a different type of game, really. But the Anno, in, in fairness to to those two games, they, they should be they should be sparkers. And I presume then they might let a few people into those as well, um, to watch them as well. I think uh, certainly they're doing some kind of a pilot with the uh, with are they doing with uh, Clare and, and Tipperary? But I'm not not totally sure. I I, I, have, I haven't heard now. Um, it'd be only fair if they did but I suppose I'd say they're just testing out Crow Park just because of the size of it they know they can they can get 8,000 in without anyone actually being anywhere close to anyone else <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking at that stand behind you there Gary would you get a ladder up that height to get in off the wall you would Crow <laughs> Park the three of us could uh... well you have a better shot now with 8,000 than uh, and with 200 tickets Tom I, I'd say you, you'll get in you'll get in I, I was watching a, a junior football match last night you'll be interested Ben with Ferns and Glyn Barntown the county oh. quarter final and uh Patrick's Park, there were a, a number, I won't say they were Fern supporters, but they were very familiar looking people were sitting on the wall outside Patrick's Park looking in <laughs> at the game. So I was, uh, it was, it was, a, it was a brilliant game of football, actually. Ferns came out the wrong side of it. It was a right game of football. It went extra I time. followed it on Twitter, well, and it didn't appear to be a great game of football to me. <laughs> Score-wise, <laughs> anyway. Well, I suppose an interesting game of football now. It, it, it was, I tell you, it had everything really now, I have to say, you know. And some of the old stagers, the Ducker was uh, uh, showing his, his old class full forward. He's he's lost, never lost it, so he didn't. They were they were trying to get the long ball to him, and uh, it was it was an interesting game, now you know. Yeah, they they didn't even ask me. Yeah. See Ben, that's the thing. But then, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's it's you have to be doing a bit. You have to be have to be trained a bit with him then before you get uh, get in there. Uh, you know, maybe I'd be asked. <laughs> You're just too upset to talk. You're too upset to talk. Too upset, yeah. <laughs> too upset. Right, so the, the Dempsey quadruple for the weekend. We lost money on uh, the Eddie Brennan treble last week. And that, that was an easier one to call, I might add, than this week as well. That's true. He really only had to call one game and he got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going for Galway, Wexford, Limerick and Clare, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How much? How much and, should we and, put on it now? And you know, you know what? If I'm wrong about the other three, if I could just be right about the Wexford one, I, I'd be happy. And, <laughs> we'll and, we'll and, take and, that. And, and you know what? It's. I have to be honest with you, Ben, and it's the one that I'm least confident <laughs> about my prediction on. I have to say. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm. I'm. I'd be confident in Limerick, Galway, and and Clare, and some might say that's silly with them playing Tipperary, but the Wexford one. I mean, you know we've often gone with, with our hopes held high to, to play Kilkenny and, and being turned over but sure, and let's sure. be honest there was no way you were going to be tipping anyone else other than Wexford no no <laughs> I have to live here I have to live here Gary where, where, where are you beaming in from Gary are you away at home or at home at home I'm still away I'm beaming in from China you're joking yeah still once here the, once the lockdown uh, finishes we'll be expecting an invitation over I'm sure Ben has been over with you already so once I'll lockdown finishes, I'll be expecting to get home <laughs> and do a bit of hurting <laughs> myself. We'll meet you in the air if we go over, will we? <laughs> yeah. So you're fully immersed in the, the Glen Barrington now. Ah, so. well, to be honest with you, Ben, you're when you're a buffer when you're born a buffer's alley man, you'll you'll remain a buffer's alley man all your life, you know. It's, it's, uh, I'm just surprised my, to hear a junior B football game, you know. Ah, yeah, but I got a ticket, and I'd be honest with you, would you believe, would you believe this? <laughs> Would you believe this? I'm um, I'm a, a selector in the Glenbarrenhown senior football team this year. Oh really? So along with the Glenbarrenhown under fifteen hurling team and football team, but uh, so I'm just um, 
just throw me and try and see what I can learn from the other sport. But I know I would have played a good bit of football in my time as well. You know? And is Jason over the hurlers and footballers? Jason no, Jason, Jason, J- Shane Carley's the manager of the hurlers and Jason is the trainer uh, along with Larry Murphy and Dennis Doyle. And he, no, completely different setup for the footballers. She, you, uh, be, be, uh, sure, Gary, you wouldn't need Jason there when I'm there with footballers. That's what I was thinking. Like, you'd you'd be stepping on each other's toes. We'd only be tactically up uh, an eye on his toe. And then <laughs> Jim Ryan, uh, uh, Ian Wickham is over the football team. And Jim Ryan and myself uh, are the selectors on, on that. So, oh, and then, we, then we, we've, we've a leash footballer training them, a, a former leash footballer, Barry, Barry Brennan. Barry was. Uh, Barry played with Leash, won a Leicester title in 2002, was it? And he's a guard in Wexford now at the moment. So, so you just watch this space, lads. I certainly will. Yeah. And you see Tom Dempsey, I'll be like Eugene McGee now. I'll, I'll be bringing a, a minnow to an All-Ireland final in a few years' time, maybe. Wexford. Shane Roach is lucky he got that win yesterday. Yeah, I, I was delighted for him, you know, because, and, and you know what, the bit of confidence got from the week before was probably a big, big boost to him as well, you know, and, and uh, but I tell you, it was a big, big victory, and it's, uh, you know what, it's some weekend for, oh God, wouldn't it break your heart that there's not supporters, but can you imagine this weekend heading to Wexford and Kilkenny, and then down to Wexford Park to see Dublin coming to Wexford Park, sure, it'd be a dream, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was great to see the pictures of the lads going mental now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it was great for him. I'm surprised uh Ben mentioned it though. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I was more thinking yeah. that uh, if Shane Roach hadn't I got the win that Tom had been for his job. That's where my angle was. <laughs> no, 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 no. Shane, I know I let I tell you the truth, as you know something, it's all those jobs, you know. I was only thinking of management jobs and all that. They're they're not easy really, are they? No, and just Shane took over in a tough spot too with uh after Galvin just oh, left. Galvin, yeah. And he's done a great job, you know. I mean it's a, it's 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 a serious win there yesterday. And, First in uh, seven years yeah. in the Leicester Championship. I, but Ben is obviously not happy with the uh, Ferns junior football manager either, so he's <laughs> I tell you now, Tom, I don't even know who it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I strictly, I'm strictly hurling person, and that's it. You know, they they didn't utilize my talents in the football now. So you're from hurling aristocracy, aristocracy, (laughs) or whatever they call the word. (laughs) (laughs) A wondrous crow park, more of an advantage to Kilkenny than us. It's a hard one to call as well, Jared, isn't it? Where was it, Port Leash before? Port Leash, yeah, yeah. I don't think Wexford do well in Port Leash, do they? We don't really, and sure. That was where the Clare game was last year, I think. I don't think Crow Park is any harm to us. I, I'd be happy enough for Crow Park with, with a couple of fans in there too. Mm. I'm telling you, that'll make a big difference. Jeez, I wonder how you get a ticket though. Cards are not common. Hopefully it works out. You may make sure that laptop is working, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get your emails. Yeah, back, back now, whatever. Get, check your emails. I check my emails and, and, and apply. I've applied twice now and I haven't won. So, you know, law of averages means I'm going to win this time. <laughs> I think you know Ben. I, I think the same people would win every time. Oh yeah. I get on to Ed. I was getting on to Ed Rouston there. I said Ed, every time he, he seems to win the ticket the whole time. Although in fairness, to him, we know man that deserve it more. <laughs> ah yeah yeah that, that's very true. All right, thank you Tom. And listen, well done Ben and Gary. Hope all is going well in China. It is indeed, yeah. It is all good, all good. Looking forward to getting back at some stage. Absolutely, and thanks for the, thanks as Donald Trump says, thanks for the virus. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully see you on Chinese Saturday. Huh? Hopefully see you on Saturday. Ben, I uh, and I hope it's I hope it's not me looking at you. I hope you're looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you on Sky Television or something. <laughs> Listen, Thanks have, a great, Tom. have a great week, lads. Right. Thanks for everything. Take care, Tom. Is the best at what he did to ever play it. Unquestionably, was the best there ever was. My God, like he was just so good. A magician. I'm the youngest of the 15, uh, nine brothers and five sisters. They just took you in the goal then? Yeah, well, uh, a so called goal, uh, two tar barrels. Damien Fitzhenry was the best goalkeeper I ever played, but you know, I'd say, say that. Damien Fitzhenry is the best goalkeeper I've ever seen. So I'd probably, like, I'd probably say Damien.
Thanks everyone for listening. And unfortunately, Shane Tompkins could not make it as he said he was doing a protest as he believes he should have been awarded the winning of the competition for the 100 euro voucher from the credit union. Like he, he didn't think that it should have been an open draw. So we actually pulled out mid-episode, Ben, because Tom picked out the winner at the start of the episode. No, no, I, I told him. He asked me beforehand and I said, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get Tom to pick a number. And he said, Ben, I have given the credit union loads of business in the la- recently, so I should win the voucher. I don't even remember him entering. <laughs> I, I didn't see an entry for him either. No, he has given him a lot of business, but he has. Next time. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully we get a win Saturday and we'll be back next week talking about a brilliant win. Take care. Oh, Wexford. All right, Wexford. <laughs>